So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Retin Entertainment podcast episode 87 for january 15th 2017 my name is nathan reenspruth joining me this week we have nicole nick lotus robinson carroll right yep that's it yeah and we have andrew roe mcfain much easier you made it this time you made it and i of course am your host nathan reeton spruth so nick lotus uh you apparently cannot make it on a week where parallax abstraction is here yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I know that probably raises some questions that were never on at the same time. But... Right. Your voices sound very <laughs> similar, too. Do they? <laughs> yes. Uh, what games have you been playing this week? Well, um, you might know about one of them that's called Beard Blade. It is a game that's in development. There's a demo out right now, and if if our plans still stand, I guess we're going to be recording an episode of that after this, right? Yes, well, that's what your plan was when I, I set aside yeah. time for it. So, yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Anyway, uh, and, and of course, Aroa, you're invited too. Okay. But it's it's kind of cool. It's it's basically, it looks like kind of a SNES Genesis era platformer. And the protagonist is a bearded man. You know, you probably guess from Beard Blade. And he can he can actually change the shape of his beard to become weapons and grab enemies and throw them. And it just looks like a lot of fun. And I've also picked up Bloodborne in the last couple of weeks. Oh, right. Yeah, Bloodborne is, that is the one for PlayStation 4, right? Yes. Okay. So it's it's Dark Souls, but for PlayStation 4 only. Yeah, and from what I've heard, uh, there's there's some there are some mechanics that are different, but they're kind of in that same family of games that's like really really hard. Yeah, you can't. I know. I played it a little bit at a friend of mine's house. And you have a basically a gun in one hand and a sword in the other, and so you can't actually uh, block like you can in Dark Souls. So you have to rely on yeah. shooting and a lot more dodging than you did in Dark Souls. It's a very yeah. much more intense game than Dark Souls is. Right, you have to use, you you can use the gun to stagger people, and like you said, you you have to dodge either roll or or just leap strafe out of the way that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, have you played anything else? I'm trying to think of... Well, I've been messing around in Yandere Simulator's pose mode. <laughs> okay. I don't know I, what I that know. is. I, okay, well, do you have you have you not heard of Yandere Simulator? I think I've heard of it, but I've never watched or seen anything of it. Okay. Oh. Well, um, it's it's been in development for a couple of years now. The well, actually, the the hamster cage theme I did with your dog's pictures in it—that's based on Yandere Simulator. Oh, okay. But, but the idea is, it takes a lot of inspiration from like the Hitman series and stuff like that. And the developer has actually named Hitman as a major influence for for this idea. But you are a Japanese schoolgirl, and it turns out you are a Yandere, which is a portmanteau that kind of become means lovesick. Like if you're so obsessively have such obsessive feelings for someone that you'd like almost become murderous for them. <laughs> and so oh, okay. there's this Yandere girl trying to act all innocent and eliminate her rivals for senpai's heart. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have seen it. I just didn't know the name. 
Okay. okay. And the uh, and and but this is something that that Yandere Dev added in. Somebody else had done a mod, and he actually included the feature pose mode, where you could take different characters, move them to different parts of the of the environment in the school, and put them in poses. And then and, you create but, one of those uh, mannequin videos, right? Uh, you could. Yes. Not what I had oh, okay. <laughs> see, I was I was playing um I'm, I was playing I've been playing Asagawa Academy as a let's play. It's going to pick back up in a little while. And what I was going to try to do in pose mode of Yandere Simulator for a video was to take uh, a bunch of the characters and put them in poses to look like the normal boots club from Asagawa Academy. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. So. We'll, we'll we'll see how well that goes. It's I, there's there's no way to get everyone moved into a room and posed because the the clock the, of the day the day keeps moving on no matter whether you're in pose mode or not. So I've got to figure out exactly what hairstyles and poses and everything to put them in and what animations and all that so that I can do it really quickly as opposed to trying to figure it out as I go because like the day ended after I only had like two dudes posed the last time I tried. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you want to get it so you can record multiple things at the same time, kind of? Well, I want to be able to just record the whole process of, you know, posing each character in the scene. But I have to kind of practice that and get it down to I know exactly what I'm going to do with each person so it doesn't take as long. And that, she's got a time limit to deal with. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a lot of work. It does sound like a lot of work, but I think it'll be really fun <laughs> once I, once I do figure it out. I mean, alternatively, you could just use like the source video editor and use that. That would, to that do... would be even more effort. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if it would be more effort because you at least don't have like much of a time limit. Yeah, but then you have to somehow port those models over to where they'll open in the source engine. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So, Aro, what games have you been playing? Uh, I played some Overwatch. Um, I'm actually getting good at Zenyatta now. Yeah, I'm happy so, that you invited me. And look, okay, playing. I'm playing comp now, all right? I am ranked 1,700, which is like for 12-year-old children. Me so, too. I'm, I'm 1,400, okay? Oh, wow. Uh, the reason being is I don't have like a group to actually play with. Not, neither so, do I. So I just, I mean, I know you have, bad. I know you have John. And so I also don't play very much. So I also I don't, don't have, cause you have John and stuff to play with too, right? Yeah, but not in comp. Like I oh, literally okay. can't match with them cause they're ranked 3,500. Oh, okay. Okay. They're not even that good. So no, that's a, uh, that's like diamond rank. Oh, is that? I thought 7,000 was super high. Wasn't it? Is that that's the, the like highest? master. Okay. That, so that, that's like tournament like world world champion oh okay so in any case anyway you should invite me to play with you that's another problem is i'm not i don't really want to play when i don't have people to play with and the people i do have to play with are like level 17 so i can't do competition or competitive so yeah i played a little bit of overwatch and uh by name isaac that's it that's all i did I, I had a busy week, and it's been cold. I watched you play Binding of Isaac yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Uh, yeah, it was cold, and it's I had to shovel for three hours. I, I was going to play video games yesterday uh, longer than I did, but I had to shovel uh, my roof 
Like, there was about two feet of snow on my roof, so we had to shovel all that off. And a lot of it had iced over, so it's just big chunks of ice we we're throwing off the roof. Shovel snow off of your roof. Because in Bend, which is a town that's about eighteen miles away, uh, the school, one of the elementary schools, the roof roof collapsed. Mm, so my okay. my landlord came over and he was like, "Oh well, we're gonna I'm gonna shovel the snow off the roof," and. He was planning on doing it all by himself, but my roommate and I were like, we're not going to just let you shovel that entire roof because we have like a, our living space is not huge. I think it's 1,400 square feet, 1,300 square feet. And then the garage adds like another 400 square feet. So. All right. uh, I I guess it makes sense if. Because you guys probably got, like, a lot of fucking snow or something. Yeah, we had, um, that there was seriously, like, two feet of snow on our roof. Okay, that makes sense. So, we needed to get it off of there before our roof collapsed in, or it rained again and got even heavier, or it snowed another foot, because they said, uh, the, the weather report had said that it was going to snow four inches one day. And it snowed about a foot. So our weather report was wrong, and we could have easily had something bad happen to the house, especially since the house we're living in is made in, like, the 70s. That's kind of funny, because, like, our our weather report said we were going to get, like, an inch almost of of just pure ice, and um, it rained. (laughs) Oh, wow. And didn't freeze. Yeah, so, see, we had we had the exact opposite of your situation. Right, we had the other day um, a lot of snow, but then after the snow, it started raining, freezing rain. So mm-hmm. it just and that was about an inch or two. Like I went into my house, and I was in my house for a couple hours, and I go out, and there's over an inch of freezing rain on my uh, car. So, yeah, they. Um... They did close down the highway, so I guess it got bad over west of me. That makes but, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the north of in the north of Nevada, there was quite a bit of rain and and snow and stuff. But but here in Las Vegas, I mean, it rained this week, which is bad enough, honestly, because I don't know what it is when people move to Las Vegas. No matter where they came from, if they came from a place that got rain, it's like they just get amnesia about how to drive in rain. If it rains <laughs> in Las Vegas, people lose their fucking minds. Yeah, I think it's just a thing. Like if it rains, everyone just goes crazy. Yeah. Uh. So basically, there is saying, weather. How yeah. to drive? <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying is, I'm gonna go hang out with Nick Lotus until the snow disappears. <laughs> so I hope she has you, an extra you have a room. Spare room. Yeah. See, perfect. <laughs> And then she can force me to, like, do videos with her and stuff. <laughs> so, all right, let's 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 move on to some stories. We have quite a few stories. It's going to be rather long. We are covering the Nintendo Switch towards the end of the episode. Uh, and by towards it, the end... It's... What? Don't let what? Yeah, well, don't let everybody know up front. You gotta... It's, it's going to be in the fucking description. <laughs> like, it's, it's... Yeah, it's okay. It's called forward promotion, man. Yeah. It's, that's a radio thing. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's trying. It's saying, hey, yes, stick through the boring shit, and we'll talk about Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so... speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of more radio shit, because you were saying, oh, I know everything about hosting a show on your live stream. I could do okay. it. Okay, 
You got you guys don't hear this in the final version of the podcast, but in the beginning when we're all getting together and getting ready to start the podcast, he says, "Be quiet." I do. I do mm-hmm. say that. And so and so and so let me let me give you another little bit a little bit of lingo from the business. <laughs> okay. okay. When you want somebody when you're about to open your mic and start something, it's basically the prof- the the professional radio way of saying shut the fuck up is stand by. <laughs> oh, okay. Stand by then. Uh, stand by. That's not you're you're implying that Nathan's professional in any way. No, so we were talking the other day. I don't it was uh it was on the the when I was streaming, I believe. Yeah, it was and, when you were streaming the binding of Isaac yesterday. And I told her that if she needs any uh radio personalities that I could do it. I'm I'm sure it can't be that hard if she can do it. And uh then she was like, No, you couldn't and I was like, Yeah, probably not. I do curse too much probably, I would imagine. Well, I mean, I, I curse a lot too, but you gotta—you just gotta have a filter for that kind of stuff. See, that's, yeah, that's my that's problem. The... Yeah, I yeah. cuss like a sailor at home. I—I I don't ever swear, obviously, at work. Well, yeah, you can't, or you'll get fired. I would imagine. Right. Well, so... I mean, off the air, maybe, but you know. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone doesn't know, she does work for a radio station, which is why we uh yeah. we are bringing that up. So yeah, the um, I'm the morning edition host at KNPR in Las Vegas. If there's anybody in the area that wants to listen, yeah, in the mornings, cool yeah, you should uh, hoard the podcast on there. Just be like, go to Read Entertainment, and then just go <laughs> yeah. on with your day. You uh, want us to waste airtime on this shitty podcast that gets three views a week? Yes, pretty much. That's that's my plan. Hey, hey, hey! You know what? If if I can put you in contact with our development with our uh, with our ad or development people if you want to be an underwriter <laughs> i don't even i don't even know what that entails and my writing is awful so no un, no underwriting is basically okay so in so in commercial radio you have commercials ads and in public radio like npr pri that kind of stuff and and knpr is an npr affiliate underwriting is basically the public radio version of advertising the difference is there are no there the difference is there are no value statements or call to action it's just acknowledging this company is sponsoring our programming oh okay i got you and you have to pay for it and yeah underwriting does cost money (laughs) yeah yeah i would imagine so here's another question before before i go i know i we listen to npr every once in a while when we're driving to work and they're always like they have to memorize like a list of like 20 different stations that are they're being broadcast to. So they're like, oh, we're being broadcast in Bend on this station and in Eugene on this station and on Albany in this station, like a bunch of different stations. Do you have to do that as well? Well, the, well if you're if you're talking about well, there's there's the regular station ID that lists kind of the primary frequencies. And then there's a translator ID, which has a bunch of different stuff that's not part of the regular station ID that you have to do, I think, two or three times a day. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've heard, like, them they'll just spout out for, like, five minutes just going through all the different stations that's being broadcast in. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's I like mean, You don't just... really have to memorize it, though, because it's not like you're... It's not like they can tell, or you can tell if they're reading it. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, the, the, the full translator ID for KNPR is almost a minute long. Now, the regular station ID is, let's see, 
This is News 88.9 KNPR and KNPR HD1 Las Vegas, 90.3 KSGU St. George, 91.7 KLNR Panatica and KTPH Tonopah, 88.7 KWPR Lund Ely, and 89.3 KLKR Elko from the Donald W. Reynolds Broadcast Center on the campus of the College of Southern Nevada. That's what I have to say at the top of every hour. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Something like that's that. The, yeah, like, yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, that's FCC regulations. You're supposed to identify your station at least once an hour, as close to the top of the hour as possible. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, we're gonna do. Why a don't brief... they just have a soundbite for that? That's what I thought. That would make, that would, that would make sense. Just have a button that's like call out time. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the for the well for the really long translator that is recorded because it's usually automated. We put it on at nine in the morning, one in the afternoon, and and five in the evening right now. Yeah, but I now would... I'm getting. But now I'm getting into a lot of inside baseball that nobody cares about. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Oh. Uh, so we're going to take is a, a gaming and, uh, and tech podcast and we're talking about radio. <laughs> we are. It was... Radio is technology. It is. It is. Yeah, it is really... a, uh, I, I, I would have, uh, I would have gone into radio had I, you know, at the time thought that it had any kind of future bearing on my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, radio is sub- short. Uh, it's dying slowly. It's from what I've Internet noticed. radio, I think is poised to make a comeback on that though. Yeah. Uh, I think people are going to get sick of algorithmically based stuff and they want more uh, more stuff that's, uh, what do you call it? Better. Well, no, it, um, people are, people are actually like... personal. Yeah. Well, that, Live. but like people are, uh, God, like it's not catered. It starts right. with a C, but basically people are choosing the music that you listen to based on a genre curated. that you've chosen. Yeah, yeah curated, yeah. that's it. I think so, people want more curated uh, choices. Right. But we're going to switch from this. We're going to do a brief pause, and then we're going to go right into the story. So I'm going to take about a five-minute break, and then we'll be what? back. It'll be edited. Right, in you got to poop? In, yes. I do. I do have to poop. That's why I'm taking a break. <laughs> I was trying not to say it in the podcast. <laughs> But well, now you that's can what cut I'm gonna, that out. That's no, I'm I'm gonna leave it in and leave it in. And that's I'm good texture. I'm going now. <laughs> texture. <laughs> Stand by. Uh, it's okay. I'm okay. playing Diablo anyway. Nathan's gay. Nathan's big gay boy. Don't match him. Nathan's gay boy. And we're back. So first story that we're going to talk about today is a little bit of CES. There was a pretty neat concept that Razer was coming out with, which was a laptop that had three screens on it. Uh, Of course, this is it's silly. It's a silly concept. But somebody like I would actually like I would probably get this uh, because I hate lap i hate having one screen even on a laptop i just hate having one screen so having more than one would be pretty great if they could manage to find a way for them to kind of fold into each other which that would be my ideal uh my ideal device there for a, a laptop but it kind of looked like that's what it was doing 
Yeah, I don't, I didn't, uh, the only thing I saw, I saw it open. I didn't see them, like, close it or anything. So I, I don't know. I didn't either, but, like, it would be really impractical to carry something that big everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they would have to find a way for them to fold up into each other. So. Um, you know, it's, what's interesting, have you ever heard of the uh, ThinkPad W series? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that, where they have an extra monitor that kind of comes out of the side. Yeah, and I have wanted that for so long. Like, I even considered, back whenever I was first looking at a laptop, I was like, maybe I'll just wait. I'll save up an extra $750 fucking dollars because the cheapest you can find one of those things is like a grand minimum. But, and get, um, because it, not only did it have a secondary screen that you pulled out on the side, right. but it had it had a Wacom uh, tablet built into the palm rest. Right. And it's it, amazing. But that, I guess those didn't sell very well, so they stopped making well, I would imagine it's a combination of them because like, they were they were workstation laptops, obviously. So they weren't gonna sell all that great anyway. Right. But I think it was that and Lenovo wanted to cut down on the number of SKUs that they had out there to uh maybe focus the brand a little and that makes not sense. waste money like that. And they also have, uh, I know there was a Kickstarter quite a while back that had something similar where you could, like, attach two monitors to the side. Like, they like it, it had, like, a little attachment that you, like, put it on and then, like, you had two more laptop monitors you could have. I thought there That's, was a Kickstarter for that. Sounds really weird, but it'd probably yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well. So, but anyway, talking about that, uh, they were stolen. They were stolen at CES, uh, two how, of them. How did that even happen? I don't right? know. Yeah, because you have people watching the booths all the time. I don't know how they managed to grab one and just walk away. <laughs> Unless they, like, put on ra like Razor, like, I don't know, polo shirts or something, came up and was like, hey, we got to take this laptop back to the truck for uh, something, and then just walked away with it. I mean, it... I guess that would make the most sense, yeah. 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 Something like that. It's just like, really? And and what's even stranger to me is that they didn't have any kind of like anti-theft on these things. Yeah, you would think that they would have some like GPS tracker or some shit in there, but... Like that's, nope. yeah, that's built so. into several Intel chipsets now. Yeah. Uh, but as Nick Lotus uh, actually put up in the, the Discord chat, they're... They are selling them online. The what the article that I read said it's probably a fake um, posting. Oh, so, okay, but it was up. On, but it's up on Taobao, which is basically uh, Chinese eBay. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, there's probably most likely it's a fake posting. But uh, yeah, so if uh, apparently they're offering a reward, did you see how much the reward was for either of you? 25,000 for information that leads to the arrest of whoever stole them. Yeah, so if anybody knows, if, if one of the three people that listen to my podcast kn <laughs> knows where these people are that have this, you can make a, a whopping $25,000 from Razor, which, uh, which is... would pay off quite a bit of money. Yeah. Or quite a bit uh, of bills. That's indicative of like how much that must be worth to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm. I, and I, I think it's more the concept is worth a lot to them. Like, they don't want that design to get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. The engineering behind it would probably be pretty yeah, pretty useful. 
So, you know, obviously, if they actually start selling the product, there's no way for them to keep everything a secret. But right now, uh, if somebody took that and kind of broke it open and, you know, saw what was in there and how they got the monitors to to be like that, that that could potentially cause a problem, especially if they don't have it patented. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is if they, yeah. if they don't have the patents finalized, that could be pretty problematic. Yeah, because somebody could take those and like just design it and then patent it, and then Razer will have to pay them if they ever want to make this laptop. So uh, let's move on and go to Amazon. Uh, now, both of you, or uh, I know Nick Lotus has Crunchyroll, right? Yep, yes, I do. And what about you, Aurora? I sometimes use my friend's Crunchyroll subscription. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you're an asshole. Uh, so that's what that is. He he lets me do it. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that's like you can put people on your Netflix account and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. I, I do that all the time. I was just calling a row an asshole. But. He's got a point. Yeah. That's just the, that's just the dynamic you two have. I yes. get it. Yes. So Amazon is actually starting their own app. Uh, anime streaming subscription for Prime members. Now, you do have to be a Prime member, so that's $100 a year. And then I believe adding on the Amazon anime subscription would set you back $5 a month. Yeah, that's what this Engadget article says. $5 yes. a month for Anime Strike on top of the Prime membership. You think it should be included in the Prime membership. You would. You're paying $100 a year. But then again there's a lot of good stuff already in prime so right yeah prime, yeah prime video has a lot has some anime already so i don't know how yeah. they're gonna parse that they'll probably just switch it all to amazon strike or whatever i'm yeah. wondering like how are they justifying this like what are they gonna have that i can't get from crunchyroll they're going to have so especially so if since you, Crunchyroll is partnered with Funimation now, right? So if you already have um, Crunchyroll, I would imagine that they're just trying to take those people by saying, "Hey, instead of watching anime on Crunchyroll, since you probably are everyone has Amazon Prime, uh, you might as well just pay five dollars a month instead of what you're paying Crunchyroll, which is what ten dollars a month. I want to say, I don't know, I don't have it. Um, so if you have Crunchyroll, it's kind of a way for them to kind of try to steal those people. Yeah, but the the problem is that, like, because Funimation for a while, a long while, really had a thing going on um, where they had their own streaming service. And they, they, they still, still have that. Yeah. And Funimation has a lot of really good properties in terms of American distribution. Um, the The thing is, like, Funimation is, is partnered with Crunchyroll and not not Amazon. And how many other uh, any uh, how many other anime studios are partnered with Crunchyroll to distribute to them first that aren't partnered with Amazon? Right. Like, yeah, and- what is Amazon doing to get me to want to pay? Sure, I'm paying five dollars less if I already have Amazon Prime. But if I don't get to watch JoJo on it, why do I care? Right. Uh, what I'm thinking is that it really depends on the contract that Funimation and Crunchyroll have. If it's an exclusive contract where Funimation things can only be on Crunchyroll, that well, that's, your, that's your idea most likely what it is because it was Funimation was initially 
like if Funimation owned the American distribution rights for the program, it was only on Funimation streaming service. Right. And now Funimation owns the English language distribution and they have allowed Crunchyroll to do the simulcast with captions oh, okay. uh, version of their anime. So I, like yeah. considering it took years for that deal to work out there, I don't see there being any way that Amazon has something like that outright. Right. And I'm just, that's, I, this is all speculation. None of us know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it does. It, what they say on here, so it says the library of shows includes classics as well as modern titles that are still airing on Japanese television. Options include the great passage and scum's wish. Uh, with older anime favorites like Paprika and Tokyo Godfather, some of which are exclusive to the service in U.S., so there they do have some exclusive uh, anime that will be airing on Amazon Strike only. And it, it and it's old shit though, like yes. Well, by the way, that, by the way that that's worded, at least it sounds yeah, like the they way have it, like some yeah. classic stuff licensed. Well, I think. Um, I think they have some classic self license, and but um, they might. It sounds like it also has modern titles that are exclusive as well. So I think it was both. They have new shows and old shows that are going to be exclusive to Amazon Strike. And and, and like I don't follow the anime circles all that closely, but I follow a few pages, and I can't say that uh, either of those modern animes have ever come up. So maybe yeah. it's just not something that I that I have heard of, and maybe it's actually popular, but it kind of doesn't sound like it's popular. I'm trying to get Ricky to review uh, Tiger's Mask, or Tiger Mask. It yeah, is no, no idea it, it is. is a uh, professional wrestling anime. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I bet that's fun. <laughs> Pro- well, so this is getting a little weird, but. In Tokyo, well, it's just the the match was weird. In Tokyo, they have something called um, Wrestle Kingdom, which is their version of WrestleMania, basically. And in Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, they have Tiger Mask W versus Tiger Mask Black, which are the characters from the anime, but they actually had real people put on the masks and wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. That is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, so it's, they're trying to link in the anime with the wrestling, which is pretty neat. So cosplay, cosplay is a good thing in wrestling. It's, it, it keeps us people who really don't care about the wrestling part interested. <laughs> well, yes. And the, the one person that, you know, who's a wrestler is, uh, yeah. is a cosplayer. So yeah, it was, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So are either of you going to get anime strike or, uh, Amazon strike? Hmm. I, I need to see, I guess, probably when more details about it come out. And I actually did look up the, on, on Crunchyroll. It's uh, the Crunchyroll premium is six ninety five a month, and you don't okay. have to have another service to add it to. And I don't know. I mean, as as long as Ruby doesn't become Amazon exclusive, I don't know if I have a reason. I don't know what <laughs> if what Ruby is, but okay. R W Y. It's a series by Rooster Teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's. I can't imagine them them doing something like that because Ruby, Ruby's a pretty big po- a pretty big property all on its own anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, they could make that a they could probably make that like a Rooster Teeth first thing, and people would buy Rooster Teeth first just to watch Ruby. So right. Yeah. 
I I would imagine that this is just trying them trying to make a little bit more money and say, hey, since if you already have Prime, Crunchyroll's two dollars more a month, so why not try Amazon Strike? And then you don't have to start a new account or anything. You can just watch it on here. Yeah, I might try if there's a free trial or something. With our shitty uh, video player that doesn't have Chromecast support. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really. really. A- Amazon I, doesn't I have Amazon I'm, doesn't have Chromecast support, and they also, I believe, for a while, would not sell Chromecasts. See, I uh, I used Amazon Prime Video exactly one time. And it was to try to watch SpongeBob, and uh, and the whole player experience was so garbage that uh, never used it again. That yeah, was on the TV bad. though. It's it's pretty bad still, uh, from what I've noticed. And I think the reason why they they stopped carrying Chromecasts were, was because Chromecast doesn't have an Amazon app for it, basically. So it's not their fault. Yeah, it's. It's not their fault. It's Amazon's fault. But then, yeah, it's it was a <laughs> stupid work. They basically wanted to sell their Amazon. Yeah, they want to sell streaming their streaming tick. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on to the Nintendo Switch. We have a lot of shit to talk Yay! about. Lots of fanfare. <laughs> Lots of stuff. So, uh, first things first. There's a link in the description below. It has multiple links within that link, so it's like linkception. So, <laughs> Nintendo Switch releases on March 3rd for $300. Uh, rumors were about a couple weeks before was that it was going to be around $250. So, $300 is a little bit more than what was anticipated. Uh, my thoughts on it are I think $300 is a pretty good price point for a, for a console. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's a little bit high maybe, but... It's got a lot of really great looking launch titles. So, I mean, I guess it depends on if if it's going to come bundled with any of those games or if it's just going to be the system itself for that much. I'm pretty sure it's just the system itself. It is the yeah. system itself for that. So it doesn't come with a... You would think it would t- come with one, two, click. Switch. One, two, switch. Sorry. Um, you think. But no, no, which is, uh, which is sad. So... Nintendo, it's also going to have a paid online service. And it's going to be be free until spring, right? It's Uh, it's free until summer 2018. Okay. First taste is free, kids. (laughs) So so, you said summer 2018, so that's a year and a half. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's so that they can try to... I'm sure it's, it's partially to get people convinced that it's worth paying for. Right. But it's also, I'm sure, to work out the kinks in the system before they start asking you to pay money for a shitty service. Right. And that's that's my worry is that it's still going to be shit because Nintendo's never done anything right. Hey, 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 anything like that. Hey, Splatoon played online pretty well. It worked. Okay. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) Uh, But their fucking, their stores have always been garbage. Even on the Wii U, the store is slow the buying yeah. process is completely nonsensical. A lot of times, fucking like you cl- you click on on the store link and then it goes okay, click purchase again, and I gotta click purchase again. Like fucking, you can't even make a good store flow on your fucking console. No, and the 3ds 
fuck that shit. Fuck <laughs> that whole thing. I got to, to to be able to to download my shit. Either have to start the download and sit there and watch it download. Or I have to hit download later, but then I can't do anything else while it's downloading. I have to put the fucking thing to sleep and let it download while it's sleeping. Like, God so, damn. so it doesn't work very well. It's garbage is what it is. It's fucking, it, it's shit from, that I would expect from a device sold in like 2005. Oh, okay. Speaking <laughs> of which, the DS was pretty awful with anything online as well. Well, First, yeah. Firstly, it would only allow for web, uh, web in well encryption, which is the worst encryption. The PSP PSP only had WPA and didn't do uh, WPA two. WPA two. That's at least like at least WPA is decent encryption. Uh, Web was Web was it was better than Web. It is better than web. Yeah. yeah. Web was broke within a day. <laughs> like a single, like they're like, oh, it's a wired uh, encryption protocol or something like that. So they, the, I think it was wireless. Or yeah. Wi- no, it was a wired equivalent protection oh, or something. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. Wire, wired uh, equivalent privacy or some shit. Some, something like that. They were trying to make yeah. it basically to be as secure as having an Ethernet cable plugged into your computer, which was completely wrong yeah it was broke within a day so it did not work at all uh and so hopefully they do work out the kinks uh i thought it was actually going to be sooner i thought it was going to be at the end of this year that they were going to start making you pay for uh, i I did too but i i read about it uh yesterday and Uh, yeah it's it's 2018 and there's there's some other stuff we got to talk about that uh and it doesn't look like it's in it's in here so we'll just mention it with the subscription service, they will give you a free nin- regular Nintendo game or a free well, Super Nintendo game. Yeah, for the hmm. month. For the month. You don't get to keep it after the month. You get to play it for that month. Now, do they possibly make you... Maybe it's just a mistranslation. Maybe they do allow you to keep the game? The wording that I read heavily implies the idea that you get it for the duration of the month. Right, and which then is... at the end of the month you could re-rent it, or you know not. Right. The one good thing I read about that was that they are going to add in online multiplayer support for the Super Nintendo games. Yeah, and that, that's oh, pretty nice. cool. Yeah that that's pretty neat. Like playing a game, a Super Nintendo game online. Now emulators can do this. Yeah, um, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> and I've I've done it. It's kind of like some of the emulators. It's really hard to get to work because, like, you and the person that uh, have the are trying to be the same. You have to have the same version of the emulator. You have to have the same exact ROM, and then you have to like pray to whatever <laughs> god you believe in that it will actually work. And, they've made a lot of progress right. on it since since way back, but yeah, it, it, essentially the way it works is it just sends your inputs to the other person's emulator right. over the internet. Um, so it's it's not great, but no. yeah, it'll be cool because it'll be native and it'll it'll probably work really well. But I'm gonna pay five dollars a month for what exactly? They don't like, even have a price. They don't have a price point. It'll it'll. 
if it's more than five dollars a month, no one will pay for it. I'm yeah, I no know. I'm I'm hoping that it's it's cheaper than that. I hope it like it's a year for like thirty bucks. That, uh, that would be better if it, if it was cheaper than live, just because of it not being like having no value really. Right, right. Like I'm I'm gonna be honest, the, the idea that they're charging money for a subscription online service without giving me like an actually free modern game is laughable right um, it's a very nintendo out of touch thing to do which sucks because there are a lot of things about the switch and particularly its marketing that i think is really smart and feels like nintendo finally figuring out that it's not 1987 anymore um but that whole shit with like we're gonna make you pay for online and not give you anything for it is just stupid. It, right. It's stupid, and it's very Nintendo, and it, it frustrates is. me. I completely agree. Um, but well, one like thing... The, free, the online service, though, I'm wondering if they're, they're positioning here with the free NES or SNES title with subscription. It would be really great if they could curate, you know, using that word again, <laughs> curate a, uh, you know, an NES and SNES rental library so maybe you could do a digital rental from a library of stuff as opposed to just the first free one you think they're maybe positioning to make that a regular thing within the subscription service i think a lot of people would love that if if it was a thing or maybe the wording was off but in a good way in that they mean that you can play one game at a time kind of thing like yeah. like you can have it stored on your console locally that'd be pretty fucking cool because I, I think people have wanted that since the virtual console became a thing was that you'd pay like like maybe five, maybe maybe 10, probably closer to five bucks a month to be able to just play old ass games because like there there's I'm sorry, but the virtual console is one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen come out of any company in in a long time other than like other than the connect and it's bad like. And I mean, it, considering considering how well the the classic minis sold, that should be an indicator to them that that, that would be a service people would like. Yeah. yeah, and and like even the classic mini pisses me off because you're giving me you're giving me thirty games and I can't get more. Well, you can. Like, you've, well, you, you can. can. Get more. But going into that, how many people could just easily download an emulator on their fucking smartphone? And just play fucking free Nintendo games. A lot of them. Right. Yeah. Like, the, it's not hard. Like, anybody can do this. And on iOS, if you pay, I think it's $3, you can download them on there, too. Because there's, there's an online thing that basically installs an enterprise certificate on your phone that lets you download these iOS apps that are on the shady-ass store. And they're emulators. Like, anybody can play all these old shitty games for free now. Stop making me pay five fucking dollars for Metroid, okay? Like, what is wrong with you, Nintendo? Right. Uh, being able to being able to pay like five, maybe ten bucks a month for online play, and then having access to this big library of games that are like thirty fucking years old. I don't know why people. It, can, I don't. I don't get why anybody wants to play old games. I like old I, games. I, I, I like old I games. I don't get it. But I do, I do understand the idea of wanting like a valuable service like that, and I think that would that would be a lot better than the bullshit that they've got going on right now. 
Right. I, uh, I'm not sure. I know the virtual console isn't very good either. Like if you compare them to even emulators or, um, something like the Nintendo AVS, you can tell that they, they didn't put as much work into it as they should have because, well, yeah. Cause if you look at them, like they're considerably darker and more blurry than they are on like the AVS. Well, that's, I bet what that is though is that um like the emulator system like emulators are probably doing some work to make them not look as shitty right and i because i know that on the on the super nintendo games that they put on 3ds they were like we can't oh they're only on the new 3ds and they were like the the old 3ds the cpu just can't it can't handle emulating snes games in pixel perfect quality Right. And while I don't entirely believe that, there was some stuff being said on like homebrew forums that were like, yeah, every once in a while you will like lose frames in some games on a regular 3DS that you won't have that happen on the new 3DS in homebrew emulators. Oh, okay. So I guess it's probably Nintendo like trying to stick with some kind of horse shit about that. With, well, like with even trying on, to be as close to original as possible, but I think that's dumb. But even on the Wii U, so the the Nintendo AVS is it's not an emulator console. They have basically taken a bunch. Oh of, yeah, uh, that's the yeah that was the they homebrewed an actual NES. Right? Yeah, it would, but with yeah. HDMI, and they've compared it to the Virtual Console, and it is substantially. On the but virtual did they compare it to an actual darker. NES? Yes, yes, they also compared it. Uh, it's uh, My Life in Gaming. Okay. Uh, great, great uh, show on YouTube. It was like an hour, like they have like an hour long video on like Game Boy. It was, anyway, it was amazing. But they did uh, compare the virtual console, the AVS, to the like a regular composite signal too. And. They and they also have RGB mods that they've done to the Nintendo, the regular Nintendo, yeah, uh, and For you know shown that. So, like, it is the Virtual Console is pretty shitty when it comes to that stuff. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we've spoken about this long enough. One good thing that they've done is no region locking. I fucking gasped whenever they said that. Right. Like, like, it, I I don't know, I don't know about you, uh, not Nathan, Nick um, Lotus, Nick Lotus. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I know that you you obviously watch anime, so I don't yes. know if you you were pissed off like with the censorship shit that they were doing with like Fire Emblem and other games that were Japanese and they ported over to America. But um, I didn't really play a lot of I haven't really played a lot of those games with Nintendo. I don't know. I just haven't really been that into Nintendo for the last few years. I had I had a Wii. I had a Wii U. I mainly just used it to watch YouTube, though. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't really care about the game itself, but I was just really fucking annoyed that they would take Japanese games and cut out entire portions because they basically didn't think that the American audience would accept it or some bullshit like that. Right. Yeah, well, fuck that, fuck that. Like yeah. the massage, like it's the like, massage. Oh, oh you're you're poor, your poor, delicate Western mind can't handle this. Yeah, like literally <laughs> that. And wow. like 
that fucking made me so mad because Nathan was talking about like the 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 poking mini game basically in Fire Emblem, right? Which was the fucking it's just the Pokemon me mini game from from fucking Pokemon. It's just with humans, like that's all it is. But they took it completely out of Fire Emblem in in America at, for no real explained reason other than just they didn't think it would work in the market. Mm, so okay. I, and you couldn't import the game because every fucking Nintendo console has had region locking. So it makes me really happy that they finally dumped that. And that was one of the things that made me go, wow, Nintendo's finally growing up. <laughs> like Nintendo finally understands that their market isn't five-year-olds exclusively. Why not? That's right. Why isn't it five-year-olds exclusively? Because five-year-olds don't buy games. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their parents their parents might buy games, but their parents are going to be less likely to buy games that are based on a property from 1995 than say, I don't know, a 20-something year old that grew up with that property. Like like babies aren't buying fucking Pokémon. You know who's buying Pokémon is that fucking weirdo on Reddit that's posting about V what is it like AV values or whatever the hell it is that like these numbers that are in Pokemon that you aren't even supposed to know exist. Like oh yeah those yeah are, those Eevee, are the people Eevee. buying yeah uh, what, yeah whatever so Eevee dumb shit like those are the people buying Pokemon and buying Nintendo products. All right, and Nintendo seems to understand that because I don't know if you noticed, but every trailer and everything they showed at that Nintendo Switch conference thing had nothing but millennials in it everything yeah, it's true they, and... they they know that young adults are the ones buying their products i'm sorry I, I... oh no it's totally fine <laughs> but but yeah and then and a lot of the launch titles and stuff that's coming out around the same time as the console are really you know nostalgia titles there's the new zelda game there's the new sonic game the new mario game which all look amazing yes right and and they do look great and that, yeah, that's that's what is like. It makes me really happy that Nintendo seems to finally get that they need to stop marketing to families because families don't really buy games all that much any, anymore. It, it, at least like like not for their not for their kids, families, and, and not even for themselves. Like moms and dads are just going, "Give me fucking Candy Crush. That's all I care about." And that's why Nintendo has their shitty mobile games that don't look worth spending any time on. Um, that, that's why they have those out there. Right. So seeing the Switch marketing towards young millennial group, people who are, who are quote-unquote busy with their quote-unquote jobs and lives. Um, and roof does... parties. Yeah, I was going to say, there are some things about that that really just seems like, hello, fellow kids. Um, I really but... I, I really want to do a uh, Nintendo Switch review when I get it. <laughs> and I want to have, like... You want to uh, stand on your roof and yeah. go, this is great! <laughs> this is amazing. I love this roof party that I'm having. Why is it so cold up here? <laughs> with, your, with your backwards baseball cap and skateboard, of course. <laughs> yeah, yes. Hello, fellow kids. Um, Hello, fellow youth. <laughs> uh, Bay interns. <laughs> so, uh, but the region locking thing is is really good uh, that they're not having it on there. Region locking is stupid. 
Of course, some of their ways to region lock have been pretty dumb in the past. Like, uh, the Super Nintendo was just two tabs on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you, there's usually ways around the region locking, but the idea that a game will release in Japan, like Mother, Mother 3, the game will release in Japan that a bunch of Americans want, and they'll be like, nope, you can't have it. And we can't play it without emulating it or something. That is just silly. Yeah. So now, um, on the on that, since you brought up Mother Three, um, I think it was Reggie kind of hinted at the idea that they might be localizing Mother Three officially with Ooh, the Switch. Nice. I don't. I didn't oh, hear shit. that, but yeah. I don't remember. Where, oh, I don't remember where it came from, but I, I read it on. It was actually one of the websites that you link to sometimes. Um, and they, they were like, yeah, Reggie said they kind of hinted at it. It's not really confirmed or anything, but it, there's a possibility they're going to be bringing over Mother 3. And they also, he hinted at the possibility of a new Metroid game that'll be on Switch eventually. Oh, right. shit. So uh, another thing is the, the name of the controllers are called Joy-Cons, uh, which is dumb, but whatever. But see, and, then when you hand somebody the other controller, you're sharing the joy. <laughs> yes. That, so, that was some clever marketing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was pretty smart, actually. It's cheesy uh, as hell, but it's it is, fun. It is cheesy. Uh, but they're going to come in multiple colors. Woohoo. Yay. Blue and red, I think they showed off. Yeah. And gray. Blue, yeah. red, and gray. Yeah, that was... I think they look bad. Uh, and, and... <laughs> they, look they look tiny. Well, they, well... they look like... For kid, they look like the perfect size for kids and no one right. else. But what I mean by that is, like, when they're attached to that little device on the that's in the center, the little grip. Yeah. Um, right. I think it looks like an okay controller, like it'll it'll function. But what I mean is the colored bl uh, blue and red in like right next to that gray, I think looks bad. I think it it mm -hmm. just it's such a contrast that I don't like it. I would prefer just to have the gray. Yeah, I, w I would have liked if they had a white console, at the very least. That that would have, I think that would be better with the red and the and the blue. Yeah, it probably would. It would it would stand out less. So, um, if you get this, because I think Aroa wants to get it, I'm getting get... it. I'm just I'm probably gonna wait until after packs. Whenever I know how much money I'm gonna be working with, just because I don't know how much I'm gonna spend there. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I'll prob oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I'm I'm probably I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about whether to buy the Switch myself. I might think about it once the price goes down a little bit. I, I hardly ever it. buy. Yeah, I I, I I hardly ever buy anything when it first comes out because I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'm cheap when it comes to a lot of things, um, like with. Like how much, like what, what type of food I get. I don't go to like expensive restaurants. Um, I try, I don't buy a lot of stuff, but, but the one vice I have is video games. And so I already have it pre-ordered from GameStop. So hopefully oh, nice. I'll be able to get it when it actually comes out and not have to wait seven months like the NES classic owners. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what the, the Amazon pre-orders are already sold out. Oh Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they they tend to space those out at least on Amazon. 
they where do. they'll they'll be sold out for a few days and then they'll be like hey just so you know we're bringing pre-orders back up in like two hours oh, um, okay right because that's how i got my wario amiibo i don't know the last time i pre-ordered something gaming related it was Fallout Four. Oh, so I so I got so I got burned by pre-ordering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt you there because I got the Me I got too. the Pip Boy uh, of that, and it doesn't fit on my fat arm. Yeah, so I was pretty disappointed there. No, I, pretty I, I did I did really like the Pip Boy thing. That was pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, but also, the game the sucked. There, there where's, the, where's the third act of it? I mean, what was there <laughs> was good, but then there was just like no ending. Yeah. And it, it, it just, well, I don't think they wanted it to end. They wanted you to play for hundreds of hours. And I usually get about 50 or 60 hours and then I'm done. So. Well, uh, they need to, they need, they, I don't know if they can make lightning strike twice, but they need to try to make another new Vegas. That's their I think that, yeah. yeah, that's, that's all they need to do is just go, Hey, Obsidian, make a game. Yeah, and pretty much. Obsidian'll make a good game. Yeah. But I mean, Bethesda. Oh, I have a love-hate relationship with Bethesda because I love their games so much, but Obsidian just made such a better Fallout game than Bethesda <laughs> did. Yeah. yeah. But you're we're, we're derailing this conversation. Let's switch back yeah, to the sorry. Switch. And uh, Nintendo Switch. Switch has Skyrim on it. That's Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. All right. Skyrim, yeah. Sweet. Uh, but anyway, battery life is going to be about two and a half to six and a half hours depending on what game you play. Which means you get like maybe three hours out of it. Yeah, which is, I it's fine for me. I don't play mobile gaming very often, so I'll probably keep it docked most of the time. I think yeah. it's fine, only because another amazing thing is it charges through USB C. Yes, and not Nintendo charging solution number eight. It's, yeah, and if it supports fucking... quick charge too. Uh, does it or are we saying if it does if it does if it does that would be good because then it, it would it would surprise me if it did just because i i think well no there is a there is a usb consortium version of that but it would kind of surprise me just because i i feel like they they wouldn't want to deal with the extra hardware in there for it but i mean if it does i mean that would be great but just the fact that it, it's USB C, so i can just bring my fucking phone charger with me and charge it with that. Like, right. That's fantastic. It's pretty good. Uh, I, pretty good. That makes me so happy that I don't have to fucking pay an extra $15 for an extra charging cable for the damn thing. Like I did on my Wii U and my 3ds both. Well, and they have, um, the joy con controllers, as long as they're, uh, attached to the screen, they will be charging. I figured that's oh, nice. how that worked. So that's what they said. So that's that's pretty neat. So if uh, oh, and yeah. you can of course, do we have any like actual battery life for those things, or is it just like no? Just hope they don't die. Yeah, pretty much. Just hope they don't die. Uh, we oh. didn't get a. I don't think they mentioned how much their battery life is. Just the switch. I would itself. imagine. I'd imagine it wouldn't be too bad. Like it'll probably last longer than the switch itself because oh, yeah. even like Wii remotes, Wii remotes lasted a pretty good while right. just on double a's uh they also have a capture button on the joy con controllers um but right now it only does screenshots eventually they're going to do video as well well that's yeah. a surprising move considering that nintendo hates free advertising and puts claims on youtube videos all the damn time right and i i bet you 
that it'll only share to like Facebook and Twitter. Probably. And it won't upload to YouTube. Probably. Uh, One Two Switch is the first game announced. What did you guys think about One Two Switch? Doesn't look like a video game. Why not? There's no video. Uh, <laughs> it looks so, like a phone game. Yeah, yeah. It is um, going to be based on sound, it seems like. So, like with the... Uh, they showed off one where it's uh, uh, you're a cow, you're cowboys, and you're just trying to like draw as fast as possible, um, and shoot the other guy. And mm-hmm. that seems it seems like you're gonna have it like set somewhere, and then you'll hear uh, Breton knocking on his uh, desk on accident, or you'll hear the person say "draw," and then you guys will draw and fire and whoever. Right is the quickest will win that round. Or it could be going off of the HD rumble. In That's true. That's true. Uh, which we haven't got to that yet, Aroa. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I just think it it looks dumb. Um, if it's not $10, then Nintendo is dumb. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look anywhere as engaging as a WarioWare game would be. It should. Why it, isn't Nintendo making WarioWare games? That, I mean, that's what the way what you guys are describing sounds like a Mario or WarioWare game. Calm yeah, down, was, calm down, Aroa. I want WarioWare back. Smooth <laughs> Moves was my favorite Wii game, and they didn't make another one. It made me sad. Game it's, and Wario wasn't that good. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aroa doesn't seem to like it. Uh, did you see anything <laughs> on it, Nick Lotus? Uh, well, I did do a quick search, but I didn't want to click anything that might like have a video or something that's going to come over the, the microphone. Or that anything makes sense. Like that. Uh, it, it's basically, it's a party game that they're trying out. And okay. I think it looks like it might be okay every once in a while, just if you have a bunch of people there to try to like a like a Mario Party type thing. Yeah, but not it's not Mario Party. It's 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 different it, and <laughs> not as what, good. What it what it really looks like to me, it, in all seriousness, uh, it looks like the game that you get whenever like you couldn't afford Zelda at launch. Oh, and yeah. like you've got Aww. friends over, you got friends over, and like they're like, "Hey, what, what's, how does that new Switch thing work?" And you're like, "Well, I got this, I got this one-two Switch game." Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, let's play that." And then like 20 minutes later, they're like, "Wow, you paid three hundred dollars for this?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and then also they're coming out with a new game called Arms eventually. Oh, that's and- good. It does. Lo- it looks like kind of like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And the the trailer for it was amazing. Yeah. Um, like they, I like the way that they would kind of just show you how all the controls worked without having to tell you how they worked. Um, and and that's it's it's a good way to teach somebody how to play the game without having to like sit down and make them read a manual or something. So it looks like a fun game. Uh, it's you have spring arms basically, and you're trying to punch your opponent. It's like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, kinda, but not. Yeah. So. But some some characters have guns instead of arms. That's true. Yeah. Like it's it's a weird like arena fighter, like one on one arena fighter thing. Yeah, it looks really fun. 
it does it does look really fun i'm i'm interested in that game i'm probably going to get it when it comes out and uh maybe do a review or something of it if i have my dot hack reviews done by then <laughs> which may not happen ever so <laughs> um they also will be coming out with splatoon 2 which has new abilities and stuff that they showed off in the gameplay splatoon and uh yeah, an ego great. raptor ego raptor actually tweeted after the after all this stuff was announced that mobile splatoon was worth the price alone to him <laughs> yeah and splatoon's a really good game uh i wish i had friends who played it aroa i played it whenever it was you know like popular but yeah but i meant yeah so uh, I'll probably be getting that game as well. It looks great. They're coming out with a, uh, I know Aroa probably likes this, the Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, like that super excites me because I I hate the regular Fire Emblem games just because I'm not good at strategy RPGs. So, but I, but I like like the idea of Fire Emblem. So I hope that they integrate some of the ideas of the Fire Emblem franchise with like, the multi-generational stuff and getting married and all that with a dynasty warriors game which i love dynasty warriors yeah so of course the last game that they really made was a uh, hyrule warriors which was dynasty warriors with zelda characters it and was so good i heard it was really good i never played it uh and now they're doing fire emblem warriors which is gonna be the same thing it's gonna be Fire Emblem or Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem characters. Uh, hopefully they add in like I know that Hyrule Warriors Warriors had like a map thing that was very similar to uh, the original Legend of Zelda. Um, and then you could kind of go there and like each different section had from what I understand. Oh, that was the 3DS version. Oh, was it? OK. Yeah. So which I didn't play that because. ha. <laughs> 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 Uh, 10 enemies on screen at once Woo, Dynasty Warriors. they didn't show off any gameplay footage for Fire Emblem Warriors so I'm presuming that's quite a ways out they also showed off just a little bit of a clip but no gameplay footage of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, probably going to be very good I'm probably never going to finish it that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I go with RPGs so uh I'll probably be getting that at some point. Uh, one game that we need to talk about is Super Mario Odyssey. Yes, the trailer for that looked amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked great. He gets googly eye hat. <laughs> That's and... a little weird, but it might be likable, kind of like the carpet in Aladdin. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, or or like Navi. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically they showed off some different things. They showed off new areas. Um, one being like New York, it looked like, uh, another one looked to me like it took place in like the Pikmin universe. Um, yeah. so I, I, it, I think it was, it might've just been like really cartoony more than anything though. That's true. It might've been, but it looked, I don't know. It looked similar to Pikmin for me. So It'd be cool if it was like that. Right. And uh, so he's going to be traveling to different places that he's never been before outside of the Mushroom Kingdom uh, with his handy dandy googly eyed hat that he can use as uh, a platform and as a weapon. So, wow. yeah, because if you watch the trailer, uh, 
you know, he jumps on it, but he also uh, at one point hits an enemy with it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks that looks pretty good. Are you guys interested in said game? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like super fun. Of course, I'll 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 wait until Aroa chimes in. But the one I'm really hyped about is not even exclusive to the Switch. I'm really excited about the new Sonic game. Oh but, yeah, Sonic Mania. But the, but, but the yeah, Sonic Mania. But but Super Mario Odyssey looks super fun. What what amuses me is that Mario is just teeny tiny compared to all the other people yeah. <laughs> yeah. around him. Yeah. But he's uh he's pretty short. That's okay. Short, short being the being short's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, and what do you think of? Are you going to be getting this Aroa? Oh hell yeah! Um, okay. It, it looks like like you know it, it's it's weird because a lot of people were wondering what they were going to do with Mario after uh, after Galaxy, and then they did like you know 3D World, which was just kind of abstract, nonsensical stuff. But like it, I don't think that was really considered a uh, a, a real entry in the in the main Mario franchise thingy. Yeah, you know, like it, it wasn't it wasn't a follow up to Galaxy by any means. It came bundled uh, with the Wii U, but nobody really talked about it. Yeah, I think right. um, I think this looks like a true follow up to Galaxy. Yeah, and God, it it looks really good. Like. It's not as grandiose as Galaxy, but I don't think it needs to be because it it looks like it has a lot of fresh ideas, and that's the most important thing to me in a, in any platforming game, is you have to somehow make jumping more fun, and I think you do that by having Mario wall jump between skyscrapers in New York City. Right. So and also all the Sonic 06 comparisons uh, are apparently from people who never played Sonic Adventure. So oh, okay. Uh, you know, but uh, I just hope the two towers are in there because you know that wouldn't be insensitive. No, <laughs> not no, no. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei will be on the Nintendo Switch, so that's good. Not Persona Five though, so I don't care. Yeah, it could end up on there, but yeah, it's just an entry in the Shin right. Megami Tensei. Uh, Dragon Quest One or Gra- Dragon Quest Heroes One and Two are coming on the Switch. Eh. Uh, Project Octopath Traveler is a new RPG by Square Enix, and it looks like it resembles, uh, like Final Fantasy, like early Final Fantasy games more. Looks than... like it resembles an SNES game. Yeah. Yeah. What? Why? Why does it look like that? Because it resembles an SNES game. That's probably why it looks like that. Why? Because I that's just... that's the only thing Square Enix can do because the Nintendo Switch isn't powerful enough to run anything else. <laughs> that's why. I I hope I hope that's all right that that game, but I don't know from the trailer it just it's just looks like shit. Right. But... Uh, I think it looks okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna use older era graphics, it needs to be a style choice that you can defend. Yeah, uh, Travis Touchdown is coming to the Nintendo Switch as well, which <clears> is <throat> no more heroes, right? Made me so happy. Yeah, yeah, no more heroes. They didn't announce a no more heroes game, but it's a no. It's gonna be a no more heroes game. Uh, but they ha- they don't have any details on that information. So, uh, no Bayonetta, by the way. Unfortunately, no Bayonetta three. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're busy they're busy working on near automata right uh 
everything you get when you buy the Switch, you get the Joy-Con controllers, the tablet, uh, the stand, and that's about it. Uh, one thing that I before I forget, uh, you can they of course they're using cartridges now. Like they're not actually cartridges, but just basically like little SD cards or flash drives. Yeah. Um, but you can actually put an SD card up to two terabytes into the Nintendo Switch for expandable micro SD, me- card. Micro SD card for expandable memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. But otherwise, it only comes with thirty-two gigs of internal storage. And Zelda is apparently sixteen. Yeah, sixteen gigs. Yeah, but I, most likely it's going to run off of the the flash, so you won't have to use the memory inside. I would imagine. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, they were saying that the downloadable version will take up about half of the usable memory oh, in yeah. the Switch. So it's it's over ten gigs, whatever. Yeah, it is. So, but I mean, hey, they're they're cartridges, so I mean. They're That's... small. You can fit them in a in the bag that you'll no doubt have the switch in anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild is going to be a launch title. Everyone knew this. I don't know why anyone was surprised. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch peripherals priced. Uh, they're fucking expensive. It's eighty dollars for a set of Joy Cons. Eighty set. Eighty dollars for a set of Joy Cons, not including the little grip. Oh really? Yeah, Damn. so that's another thirty dollars. But you do get a set of grips with the console, right? But if you want two, you have like if you, you want your pair, that sucks. Yeah, um, the Pro controller is seventy dollars, which that's just fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. At um, the same time, I don't even know why you'd want it because like, you've already got the grip that comes with the console and. Like, what else are you getting out of that? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, I mean, it's not like with even, the Wii, where like, even... sorry, no, you go ahead. Sorry, you're already uh, talking. Like, it's not like with the Wii, where you just had two two sticks that you held in either hand. Like, it still looks like a controller and looks like it feels like a controller. So, yeah, yeah it just doesn't make sense. Like, if they if they want to nickel and dime people for accessories, fine. But the initial price of the console shouldn't be so high if they're going to charge for every tiny thing. Yeah, I mean, they do, if you go buy a PlayStation controller, like a PlayStation 4 controller, it's $60, so it's not a massive amount difference there, and then there's the Xbox yeah. One Elite controller, which costs 150 bucks. Yeah, uh, but that's for man. autistic people. Yeah, so I want one, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you're autistic. Yeah, but it looks great. So, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is going to be there in April. Yep, and let's yeah, see. Yeah, and... it's Mario Kart. Well, it's kind of cool that Link and the Splatoon characters are going to be in this one. That's Yeah, true. at least the Splatoon characters aren't DLC. Yeah, They're, I, I'm presuming it's going to be just, you know, everything that was DLC is going to be included with the deluxe version, so. Fucking hope so. I'll probably get it because I got rid of my copy of Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U because I didn't have anyone to play it with. Uh... I'm not going to play it with you, so... Why not? I don't like Mario Kart. Yeah, I like uh, Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed. Yeah, it was better than Mario Kart. It was great. Uh, Breath of the Wild's getting two collector's editions in North America. Yip-de-doo. That fuck... Did you see the big expensive version, though? Uh, No. Master Sword statue looked cool as hell. 
It did look no, it cool, but I'm never I I don't care about trinkets. That's my I thing. Do. I have no care for that stuff. The only thing I cared about was with the the Pip Boy from Fallout Four, and I didn't even care enough to get that. So. Uh, I did, yeah. and I regret it every day. I'm sorry. You can give me yours. It's uh, nice on the shelf, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and it it came in this really nice little like vault, uh, vault tech packaging. And, like, yeah, it looks it's like really a little. Cool. Yeah, but it's just my my arms too fat. Yeah, and I I don't think it's physically pot. Like I think my bones are too large. To fit <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, to be yeah. I'm just big boned. It's not even like a big bone kind of thing. It's just like I think that like even if I removed all fat, like my muscle mass would not allow for that thing to fit on my arm. Oh, okay. So what? Maybe when you get old and start withering away, yeah. Because <laughs> like you can you can like strap it to where only the top part is on, but then you just look retarded. Let's be fair. When you get older and start withering away, then you can wander the waist, punch and bloat flies to death like fucking <laughs> Liam Neeson in Fallout 3. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but, but here's my thing, Aroa. You said that you look ridiculous with part half of it on. Uh, you, you look pretty ridiculous with both parts on, too, because you're still wearing a giant thing on your arm. Yeah. But... At least it gives me nerd cred. I guess. Yeah. Like I, I, I would want that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ubisoft. We already. I actually put this up on because they didn't really say, but they actually did show clips of what's going to be there. Uh, they didn't actually say what was going to be on the Switch for Ubisoft, but they're having well, Rayman. Ubisoft. I, I put a. I, I wrote a really long post that I'm. I want to make a video out of. Uh, talking about all those partners that they came up with, which we'd be here for another 45 minutes if I fucking... I saw that. I read it, yeah. yeah. But, like, Ubisoft will put a fucking game on a, on a flip phone. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> I think they put games on uh, the Actually, they did have a the game day. on the flip phone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Rayman, Just Dance, and Steep. Whoop-de-doo on all three of those games. Uh, yeah, like, Just Dance literally is a phone game. So. Yeah, Rayman is the only game in there that I'm really interested in because, you know, Rayman's pretty good. Rayman was great on Wii U. Yeah, uh, Just Dance is Just Dance, and uh, Steep is an open-world skiing and snowboard game. I I, I don't know what that game even... Who wanted that? Who, appe- who does that appeal to? Um, I, I don't get it. I like my extreme winter sports. Uh, you know what but I, I don't want to do? leave the instead of yeah instead of actually going out and doing winter sports let me simulate it yeah uh, whatever I'm sure people are buying it because they're stupid uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris brings two classic puzzle franchises together uh oh Puyo Puyo Tetris I think it's Puyo 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 Tetris whatever I don't care whatever it's Tetris. It better not be $60. Uh, people are already scalping the Nintendo Switch on eBay. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, already talked about that it's coming with a free NES or SNES. Not both. Just one game. Uh, they're coming out with the Breath of the Wild Amiibo. Uh, Several. Yeah. They're not. There's not. You're going to have a bog one. 
Uh, Amazon and GameStop are both taking pre-orders for the Switch, but I think they're sold out on both right now. So yeah, a little reopen. Yeah. Um, here are the list of games that have been confirmed for the launch of the Switch. There are eight. There are eight games. Has okay. Been Heroes, which is a roguelike game from what I understand. Just Dance 2017. Snipper Clips. Cut it out together. Uh, Super Bomberman R, 1-2 Switch, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I Am Setsuna, and Skylanders Imaginators. Uh, I mean, the only one that's really a, a seller, like a console seller there, is Breath of the Wild. Uh, but yeah. I know Binding of Isaac is going to be on there, too. Yep. I believe, by, well, and they don't cool. have that listed on the, the list here, so that's nine. Um, so they're going to have Binding of Isaac. And the reason I know that is because I bought the uh, $500 pack from GameStop that has like five games that come with it. And I believe okay. Binding of Isaac is one of those games. Okay, sweet. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, it's The games are probably going to suck. Like a couple of them are probably going to be bad, like 1-2 Switch. Super Bomberman looks awesome because it's Bomberman. Which yeah. I'm surprised they didn't mention that. Those look really fun. Yeah, uh, Bomberman's. I and I believe you can. They they mentioned in the press conference this this thing I I have brought up didn't actually mention it. Uh, you can connect how what was it eight switches together. Yep. And hmm. like as a local ad hoc party, like a land party kind of thing. Yeah, but you can do it all wirelessly. Yeah, so you really cool. You and, and seven it, of your friends spend three hundred dollars on a console, mm-hmm. and then sixty dollars on eat on the game for each one of you. Yeah, um, but what would be really cool, and it won't happen, would be if they put Hearthstone on it, because it, it, that would be neat for that eight-player connected thing. Like, yeah, be able to be able to walk around and and like play Hearthstone with random people from a local connection would be really neat. That would be. It neat. won't happen. No, it won't. Hearts, uh, Blizzard would have to make it, and Blizzard doesn't uh, make games already... for Nintendo, do they? No, they they don't. They the only console games are Overwatch and a weird port of Diablo three. Well, no, I mean back in the day they made games like uh, well, sure they had Diablo one for the original PlayStation, which I'm sure. Yeah, that's how Wait, I first played that game. Overwatch is on console now? Is it Xbone and PS4? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. It's been out since release on well, console. Well, that's how much I that's how much I know about Overwatch. I've I have uh, just yeah. watched other people play it on on YouTube and stuff. Okay. They're they're <laughs> inferior to the PC version as you would expect, but not because of uh not because of like graphics or anything, but they they get stuff later than the PC versions. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they got to go through a longer process than I mean with theirs, they're using their own, uh, the Battle.net account yeah. or whatever. And so yeah. Overwatch is, they're just going to be able to update it whenever. While mm-hmm. uh, with Xbone and the PS4, they kind of have to go through a lengthy process to get things updated. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, if there's an option, I go for the PC version every time. Like one of the reasons my husband and I bought the PS4 was for Bloodborne because it was PS4 exclusive. Yeah, and the last thing to that we're going to talk about though is uh, games like Bloodborne 
uh, obviously aren't allowed for, you know, little kids. You don't want little kids playing that game and showing you up because you suck nope. at the game. Um, <laughs> so what you can do is you can actually Projecting do parental... You shut your whore mouth. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so they're doing parental controls with the Nintendo Switch. And the parental controls look... They, first off, the video is hilarious. Yeah, it's, but, it's adorable. Yeah. But basically, it boils down to there's going to be parental controls. You can set, um, you know, a timer basically that says, hey, you only get an, you only get to play an hour. And then after the hour's over, if you're, you know, child's playing the game, it'll say, hey, you've been playing for an hour. Stop playing the game. Uh, but it won't do anything. So you can actually set it to suspend the system so you can make the system go to sleep after that hour is up if they if refuse. If you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, if you're an asshole. Uh, otherwise... Well, I mean, you could set up the notification like to broadcast like a five-minute warning and then shut it off or something. I don't know. I yeah. think that's what it, it... It starts off and it's like, hey, time's almost up. And then... And give yeah. you give you enough time to finish what you're doing before you back out. Yeah. Then they have an app, like a, a actual app that you put on your phone, which is weird for Nintendo. And yeah. that's how you set all your timers and everything for when you want your kids to play the games or not. And this is, uh, they said on it that it's based on the console and not on uh, like individual accounts, which is kind of weird for me. Because uh, it seems like think... Nintendo's OS doesn't support multiple users. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, I mean, not that either of you have kids. I don't think Nick Lotus no. has kids. No, I don't. Good. Keep it that way. Uh, all my all, all my all my kids are furry and have paws. Oh, that's that's better. That's the they're way adorable. to do it. Yeah. Uh, don't have kids. They're awful and make everything objectively worse. <laughs> yep. So. Uh. So what do you think, like, say you have a niece or a nephew that's like five or six and they want to play a game on yeah, your they can, system. Yeah, tell them uh, they can get their own. <laughs> Buy your own, kid. That's what I had to do. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, no, the parental controls look like, look like they'd be pretty handy for, you know, like if you're babysitting or whatever. Of course, if you have your own kid, you'd want that kind of control over what they what their innocent little eyes see and, and such. Yeah, my I sister. Just, uh... I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just like the memes. <laughs> My sister has a child. He is twelve now, and all in March he's turning thirteen. Jesus! Oh wow! Yeah, uh, and that's my twin sister. So you know, she had him when she was sixteen, and so he is almost thirteen years old. And a couple of years ago, I think it was was it a couple of years ago? So he would have been maybe last year when he was like eleven. She got him Grand Theft Auto Five. And wow. for a twelve year old, yeah, because you know yeah. she she makes good decisions. <laughs> and uh, my thirteen year old sister plays had played GTA Five from the time I got her. Computer. Well, she comes up to me yeah. and she's like, "Hey, so uh, is there a way to turn off certain things in Grand Theft Auto?" I'm like, "No, why?" And she's <laughs> like, "Well, so there's like a strip club that you can go to." And I don't want your nephew going into the strip club and stuff. 
Well, maybe you uh, shouldn't have bought him a game with a strip club in it. And <laughs> and when I when she bought the game for him, she was like, "Yeah, he really wants this game." I'm like, "Don't buy it for him. He's 11. Like, <laughs> like don't don't do it. You're stupid." And she's like, oh, "I'll just get it for him. It'll be fine." And then she's like, "Okay, well, maybe that game will just have to disappear." <laughs> and, Put it away uh, until he's a few years older, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, and so. I know there are parental controls, but a lot of parents don't really care or they don't they don't look at it before they actually go and buy the game. They're just like, oh, they say this game's good. But then there's, you know, a lot of cursing and stuff that they don't want their kids to see. So uh, well, you got to do your research about that stuff. Well, right. And I think that this video is really good because it shows you kind of how to use it and, and what's going to be on it. In a humorous way. Yeah. So that way you can, like, in the app, you can say, okay, I only want, you know, I don't want mature games on here. And so they couldn't play mature games. Not that Nintendo has mature games, uh, more than, like, three of them. <laughs> but yeah. are you guys, uh, so I'm presuming neither of you are going to be using the parental controls. Unless maybe you want to fuck with your, your husband and make it so that he can't play certain games. Nah, I don't I don't I don't think I'm I'm not that vindictive most of the time. <laughs> I would totally do that. So No see no see no see my husband is the mean one in our relationship. He's the one who's constantly trolling me, not the other way around. Oh, okay. He's he doesn't beat you or anything though, so that's good. <laughs> no. Because no. <laughs> when you said mean, I thought maybe like he was punchy and you know I was like, that's no, really no, not he, good. no. No, <laughs> no, 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 he's just a smart ass and a half and a troll. Yeah, I, I have no idea how that is. Um and so you oh Ro, you mentioned you have a 13 year old sister yep. now, so that's a pretty wide age age gap there yeah because you're what 25 23 23 almost 24 okay and uh so you're you're eight uh, brain so ten. 11 we're uh we're 10 years apart she well you're almost 11 time. you're almost 11 because like you're almost 24 and she's third anyway whatever yeah, but she'll be she'll be 14 in april okay so they don't use print your parents don't use parental controls on any consoles for her nope okay so your parents don't love her I, I, that's what uh, I understand. No, it's it's not that. Or it's, she's just um, mature enough to handle it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's primarily that. Um, I mean, particularly with games, uh, there have been a couple of times where um, they've been like, "Whoa, she is exposed to this kind of culture," um, and and I've been like, "Yeah, it's called the fucking internet. Whenever you let a kid on the internet, they get exposed to that kind of shit." Yeah, it's bad. It's she, bad. She can handle it. Um, but you gotta you gotta not like freak out like that was a long ordeal but yeah anyways, I... yeah i mean i've I, i've always been of the idea that um you expose a kid to the worst things and uh you explain to them why it exists and you know you, you let them process that yeah i've always had the like whenever when i was a kid it was more like my mom would set me down and say, hey, just so you know, this movie that we're watching, like Nightmare on Elm Street or something, just so you know, none of it's real. Like all of this is fake and none of the people are actually dying or anything like that. And so I always had a firm knowledge that, you know, everything that's in a video game or everything that's in media 
uh, or like a Trump tweet is incorrect and not actually <laughs> it's it's fantasy. It's not, not actually based in reality. Yeah. So especially a Trump tweet, at least some video <laughs> games are based in reality. Um, yeah. But uh, so I, I, I always was playing Can't mature games podcast. and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, talking about parenting (laughs) so i uh you know i always had that mindset that okay this is fake you know i can look past that but still have fun and some people don't get told that they don't no uh, they don't have that break and some people are literally born psychotic yeah and so we parental controls are definitely helpful for people that um, have a tendency to take things too literally for uh, people who are uh, broken yeah. mentally and like yeah. put firecrackers into frogs kind of kind of get it kind of yeah. kids. but but you or, st- yeah. but or, yeah, or anyway. kids whose parents or, or kids whose parents just don't talk to them like you know <laughs> with 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 my parents the same thing it was kind of like okay if you if if, if you're gonna watch this you know it's not a real thing these aren't real people it's just an act that kind of stuff and also there are going to be dirty words in this. Don't repeat them at school. <laughs> yeah. um, I, uh, I mean, I, I always had bad parents or something. Just my parents <laughs> never had these conversations with me. It's just kind of like, if it came up later, then then they're like, "Whoa, hey, you can't say fuck. Stop it." <laughs> it okay, but, I, I have this amazing, I have this amazing skill, and I don't even know how I picked it up. But it seems like anytime I'm out somewhere, and I and I start say if i start cursing and especially if i say the fuck word an f-bomb there will inevitably be like a six-year-old kid behind me yeah and my husband's always like hey little kid there i was like Psh, gotta hear it somewhere right yeah, yeah. that's kind of how i've always been is like if i'm at walmart or something it's like you know what you don't want your kid to be exposed to like what the real world is like don't take them outside yeah, like, but you but you but you do want to take them outside because they'll be really really disturbed if you lock them up their whole lives. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Don't don't actually deny them access to the outside world. Uh, uh, but before because we that's leave, retarded. Before we leave and and call it a podcast, uh, I'll have a little a story for a long podcast. An hour and a half. Uh, there was there's a story that relates to what you were just talking about. I had a friend, uh, and she was very sheltered. Like her dad used to be a pastor type thing you and so she didn't do the whole rebel and become a slut thing but when when she was 15 we went up to canada like a big group of us went up to canada for a week and we went to the store uh one of the local shops there and the guy behind the counter was just like he had a really thick like irish accent or something and he was just cursing up a storm and i was fine with it and just buying my stuff and then I look over at her and she's just staring at him like she can't believe what's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was her like, poor yeah, little virgin ears. Yeah, pretty much. Same thing. And I was just like, yeah, you're going to hear worse than that in life. So deal with it. So uh, anyway, I thank you both for being here on this long ish podcast. Thanks for having us. Yep. Aroa. I was here. Yeah. And I will talk to you guys next week, maybe, now that everything is a little bit more normal since the holidays are over. Yep. Yeah, probably. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.